to the Sports Business Podcast. I am your host, Eric Compton, a.k.a. Mr. Town Business. And usually I got my co-host, Mr. Brian Barefield, with me, but he is out on assignment. I think he's at the ALCS in San Diego. So shout out to him. This podcast is available on all platforms. So if you're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple, Anchor, you can find us there. You can also email the show at sportsbusiness.com at gmail.com that's s-p-o-r-t-z-b-i-z-n-e-s-s at gmail.com so we got uh we got a lot to cover today on this show uh so let's go ahead and just get right into it uh, before you do we definitely need you to hit that comment like and subscribe button uh wherever you do get your podcast and also leave a review too so the more stars we get the more uh love we get so we definitely appreciate it so um with that being said it's just me riding solo tonight and um it's been an interesting weekend um we still got baseball playoffs we just had the nba finals just wrap up and we literally have gotten done with the first quarter of the nba season uh or i'm sorry the nfl season uh so it's been it's been interesting with the shutdown of coronavirus uh being able to shut down baseball hockey and basketball all of these sports have kind of ran into each other so uh I mean, I don't know about y'all, but it's been very interesting to see what every day it's something for me to watch. So, um, but it looks like two of those two of those things have finally come to an end, and their off seasons are now here. Especially with last night, the Los Angeles Lakers defeating the Miami Heat four games to two with the final score of one hundred six to ninety three. The LA Lakers were also able to accomplish their seventeenth championship, tying with the Boston Celtics. LeBron James has been able to do man. Uh, probably what no other person has been able to do is win three finals MVPs on three different franchises. And he's also won his fourth uh, championship overall, as well as his fourth final MVP overall. Uh, and this one being in the Western Conference. So it, it's this one definitely uh, sparks, uh, comes, strikes a little, comes out a little bit more. Um, and now it's time to kind of start looking into the conversation of the greatest of all time. And I feel like we do this all the time with LeBron James, especially after he wins an NBA Finals and he always wins the NBA uh, Finals MVP. You know, there's always a conversation of, you know, where does he stack up amongst him or Michael Jordan? Who you got? Him or Michael Jordan? And it's interesting. It's interesting. Uh, I think I think LeBron James, his skill set and being more of an overall all-around player more than Michael um, definitely speaks for itself. But Michael's tenacity, Michael's athleticism, um, is, is also something to look, look at as well. Um, a lot of people think that if Michael Jordan didn't take that year and a half hiatus, um, they probably would have ran eight championships in a row, um, which, I mean, I, I, I can't I can't disagree with people when they say that. So, um, But I, I, I think after last night, um, it, it, it's, it's easy for me uh, because I, I, I've been blessed and I feel like I'm starting to age a little bit where I can say that I saw Michael Jordan in his prime and LeBron James in his prime. So I'm one of the few, well, not really few, but one of the one of the people in this world that have been able to say that. And I, I think they're just two completely different players. Um, they almost play two different positions. I think Michael Jordan could probably guard anywhere from the one to the three. LeBron James can guard one through five. Um, this dude's 6'8", 260. So there's, there's that. 
Um, so I, I think it, I think at the end of the day, um, I still got Michael as my greatest of all time, but it, it, it it's it's very hard to not pick. You know, I can see why people pick LeBron James. And last night, um, you know, they were up by they were up by a lot. I mean, it, I think. Uh, I think that at one point they were up by 30 some odd points against the Miami Heat and that's they take nothing away from the Miami Heat um, this is a team that nobody expected to be even reaching the conference finals let alone the NBA finals uh, with Jimmy Butler Tyler Hero uh, Duncan Robinson Jay Crowder uh, Gordon Dragic just a whole bunch of you know a whole bunch of players that just wanted it um, uh, Jimmy Butler I mean, what can you say about this dude? I mean, he was—he's he, definitely gonna—he's definitely that was probably one of the the most gutsiest performances overall in a series uh, from a losing team. Um, the closest thing that I can think of, as far as a guy who just laid it out on the line, um, who had nothing else to lose, who knew that, this, that the odds were stacked against him, was probably uh, the 2001 NBA Finals with Allen Iverson and the Philadelphia 76ers against the Los Angeles Lakers, ironically. Um, but you know, it was just one, it was one against five and, and Jimmy Butler figured it out. He had what one forty point triple double game and another 30 some odd point triple double game. And they, they were close and who knows what would happen if Bam Adebayo and Gordon Dragic never would have got hurt. Do I think they would have made a difference? Nah, not really. Um, I, I, I did, I didn't think that it would have went six games. I thought it was going to go four, maybe five, but the fact that they were able to pull one off was just um, amazing. So um, shout out to the Miami Heat. Um, they definitely were a team full of junkyard dogs and they they figured it out and they made things happen. I think I was more imp- impressed how they mowed through the Milwaukee Bucks and, and mowed through the Boston Celtics, who were far more superior, um, more talented and had more grit. But, you know, take nothing away from the Heat, the Lakers with Anthony Davis and LeBron James. But, you know, a lot of, like I said, going back to the whole who's better. Um, I will say this, there's been LeBron James, theoretically, that was his 10th NBA Finals appearance. And the, over the last 10 NBA Finals total, there's been 57 games that have been played in NBA Finals in the last 10 NBA Final games. LeBron James has played in 51 of those games. So if you want to talk about dominance, that's definitely dominance right there. Out of 57 NBA final games over the last 10 seasons that he's played in 51 of them. And the fact that last year he missed about 19 or 20 games with that groin injury and they kind of just chalked it up for a loss last year. Um, that kind of speaks in itself of what this man's legacy is. So um, you go to 10 NBA finals. I mean, that that's that ain't that is no joke at all. So um, congratulations to the Lakers. Uh, <clears throat> they got a lot of answers to they got a lot of questions. They got to answer as well. Anthony Davis can opt out this season. Um, become a free agent. You know, Danny Green uh, got cashed out this past season. Contagio uh, Cotto with Pope. He can, he can, he's probably going to ask for more. He's going to want more money. So there's definitely going to be more, um, more time to figure out what they're going to do with that second unit is also um, one thing they also need to do is figure out who their third player is. Um, right now, it's everyone thought it was going to be Kyle Kuzma, but he definitely regressed. Um, during the playoffs this season, and he he was very inconsistent. He had some very he had some good games. He had some bad games, but um, for them to have that true number three, they're definitely going to need to figure out. Uh, uh, they're they're going to need to address that this off season. So um, I'm pretty sure the West is going to be very very stacked next season. Whenever next season is, um, I'm hearing that the season may start anywhere between 
January to March. So we, we don't know what the next NBA season is going to be looking like. So, um, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how that plays out. But, you know, the West is going to be stacked. You're still going to have the Clippers. You're still going to have a fully healthy Warriors team. Uh, Lord knows what the Rockets are going to do, but I don't I don't see them even contending next season. So there is that. So um, interesting for the Rockets. Or, I'm sorry for the Lakers. Interesting to see what the East is going to look like. But congratulations to the Los Angeles Lakers winning that 17 championship. LeBron James winning that fourth uh, fourth ring. Anthony Davis winning his first ring. So shout out to them and nothing but well wishes. And it was well deserved, and they 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 made it happen. Um, so now we're we're finally putting a chapter and closing the 20 the 2019 2020 NBA season, which literally took almost a whole entire 365 days to complete. And now we get to kind of get into football. And the NFL yesterday probably took a huge blow. I mean, this season just feels like it's just been superstar after superstar just catching, seizing any injuries. And yesterday was was no different than the last four weeks that we've seen and kind of happened to the one one of the better guys in the NFL and Dak Prescott. Um, I'm pretty sure people have seen the injury already where it was a compound fracture, a dislocated ankle. Um, I saw it live while I was watching the game and immediately I just, I didn't want to see the replay. I, I saw what I needed to see and um, just a just a bad injury. And Dak was, you know, this is kind of where the dark side of sports come in. The question, you know, we, we wish him well. We wish him well. We wish him a speedy recovery. I think the, the, uh, out, the timeline for his recovery is showing anywhere between four to six months, uh, you know, barring any setbacks during rehab and whatnot. So he's pretty much done for this season. But, you know, the the huge dispute was Dak Prescott signed a franchise tender for about 30, 31 million or something like that's the season. And they were trying to work out a long-term deal where he was getting anywhere between 95 to 105 million guaranteed. And I guess Dak wanted more money or the two sides couldn't come to an agreement. And ultimately Dak ended up gambling on himself and just playing under the franchise tender. The good thing about Dak, he was very smart. He took some insurance policies out, barring any catastrophic injuries. So he's got some insurance policies that I'll probably cash in. But, um, you know, the million dollar question is now, does Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys sign Dak Prescott to a long-term deal, him coming off of an injury like this? And I think, I, I, I and not to mention, Dak was balling this season. Dak had a great, he, he, was, he was the first quarterback in over, I want to say the last 25 years that threw for over 425 yards his first four games. Um, almost had 2,000 passing yards already. And and that was, he, he did what he can do. Um, ultimately, the Dallas Cowboys were able to win the game yesterday um, against the New York Giants. But man, it was just, it was just super duper tough to see that injury. Super duper tough to see one of the better guys go out like that. But um, Andy Dalton, um, that's why they, I guess the Cowboys signed Andy Dalton. And now they have a, 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 a solidified, bona fide backup quarterback who's probably coming into one of the better situations where he has literally three wide receivers in Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, and Amari Cooper, who all could probably go off for a thousand yard receiving yards this season. You have one of the top three running backs in Ezekiel Elliott. You have uh, Jarwin, who's one of the better catching tight ends as well. Um, Andy Dalton, you know, he's, he's falling into good hands. They're going to have to retool the offense where it's going to fit Andy Dalton's mode, mold a little bit where, you know, you know, you had Dak Prescott, who was, he wasn't a scrambling quarterback, but he can definitely get outside and make some plays happen. But um, I, I, I think, I think the Cowboys, they're not in the 
bad as a shape because Andy Dalton did help win them that game yesterday. He drove the team down the field. A couple of really good catches with Michael Gallup down that sideline during the two two minute drill. Um, they were able to figure it out. Um, but you know, it was just definitely a heartbreaking. They 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 won the game, but they definitely lost the battle. Um, but I think what's going to end up happening is if I was Jerry Jones, I would probably sign Dak to a one year, or I would probably franchise tag him again. He'll probably make anywhere around thirty five to thirty seven million again or next year. So that's coming up anywhere between 60 to 60, uh, 65 to 70 million over the past two years that he would make if he does sign this franchise tender. And then, you know, barring how he looks next season, you can try to see if you can give him that long-term deal that he, he rightfully deserves. So um, <clears throat> just an unfortunate situation for the for the Cowboys. And like I said, one of the better guys in the NFL and Dak Prescott. So, um, you know, I wish him a speedy recovery. I think the whole world you know with with the tweets and the tweets and everything that they they sent out to him jj watt um sent out a few tweets russell wilson sent some tweets out so um i know this guy's been through a lot but you know this is just a small setback and hopefully it's a bigger comeback for dak prescott um but the cowboys the good the good thing is, as far as the overall team and the cowboys they're not in the they're not in the best division they're probably in the worst division so the cowboys are two and three, I believe, and the, the one win was against the Atlanta Falcons, who was an 0-5 team, and the other team that they beat was another 0-5 team in the New York Football Giants. So um, the next team in line, that second place in that division, I believe, is the Philadelphia Eagles, who's 1-3-1, and one, I believe, is their record. Um, and then you got the Washington Football Team and the Giants. So, um, you know, seven eight wins might get that whoever that whoever the Cowboys. i mean seven wins may get the cowboys into the playoffs and they may host a playoff team because somebody unfortunately has to win the nfc east so that's going to be very interesting um so moving on man uh there's there's there were some bad some good teams that took some bad l's yesterday and one team in particular that took a bad l was probably the san francisco 49ers um uh, everybody knows that I'm a diehard Raider fan, but everybody knows that I'm also from the Bay Area. So anytime I can see the San Francisco 49ers lose, I'm not really mad at that. Um, I'm not. I'm not really mad at that. And um, I, I've never been a fan of Jimmy G. I never thought that he could. He was a player that you can put on your back and tell him to win a game. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm gonna let him off the hook a little bit. Yesterday, he came back early. I think he might have came back a little too early from his injury. But um, let me tell you about the San Francisco 49ers. Their two wins are against the Giants and against the Jets. Both teams are combined for 0 and 10. Okay. Those are the two teams that they've beaten. And I think last year they played, they, they came, they came out blazing. They came out the blocks last season and played some bad teams. Again, they played the Buccaneers threw a 50 spot up against them. I think they played a couple other teams that weren't really good. And I said, let me just see who they play. Let me see who they play and let's see what they can really do. So I said that they had a really good running game last season. They had a, a stout defense that basically carried. They kind of hit Jimmy G. They made an offseason or a midseason move last year and got Emmanuel Sanders. But the thing about Jimmy Garoppolo is I don't know if he's he's a long-term solution. They signed him to a huge contract a few years ago. He blew his knee out. I think last season was his first season back. And they were able to figure it out. But And they got to the Super Bowl. But at the end of the day... Here we are this season. There's so many injuries against on that depleted defensive line. Richard Sherman's been out. Um, 
Debo Samuel just started coming back. Greg Kittle missed a few games. Um, Raheem Mostert missed a few games as well. So, you know, this team was depleted. And then not to mention Jimmy Garoppolo missed a few games. And, you know, there was this whole talk that he was going to, the third year of a Kyle Shanahan offense is when they excel the most. And outside of the injuries, I haven't seen anything that makes me spark out and say the 49ers are going to be a good team. They're probably in the most stacked division in football with the Arizona Cardinals being a really good team. The LA Rams are four and one and the Seahawks haven't even lost a game this season. So the San Francisco 49ers got a lot of work to do. Um, Their schedule does not look good anytime uh, coming up. Their schedule um, is just not, it's not sustainable for them. I mean, literally up the next seven games and I can give you the schedule, the next seven games next week, they, well, they play Philly, which, I mean, who knows? About, or I'm sorry. They play the Rams next week. They play the, the, the Patriots. So the next seven games are the Rams, Patriots, Seattle, Green Bay, New Orleans, Rams again, and Buffalo. They can might, they might, they can easily go 0-7 in the next seven games and just be a 2-10 a team by that time frame. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see what they end up doing how they uh, make some tweaks, but we'll see what ends up happening. Um, and then you also have the Kansas City Chiefs losing to my beloved Oakland. Well, I keep saying Oakland still. To the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, it was a very good game. Um, you know, I thought that even not putting my my uh, my, my my fanatics hat on, my, fa- my fan hat on, I honestly thought that the Raiders we're going to poo-poo the game away in the second half. And it literally became a defensive struggle in the second half. Um, <clears throat> they were able to get Patrick Mahomes to lose his first game by more than a touchdown. I think his average loss was anywhere between 4.5 points a game since he's gotten into the league. Uh, they were able to force Patrick Mahomes to throw up an interception. Um, the defensive line played really good. And the secondary, who I've been super-duper critical on, finally figured it out. And they, were, they, they got a turnover. Max, Max Crosby and Colin Phil, they 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 got a couple of sacks each. So the defense and Paul Gunther must have known the defense coordinator for the uh, for the Raiders must have known that his job was on the line because that was probably the best showing. Even though the Chiefs threw up a thirty-two point spot on the Raiders, they 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 had a good they had a good showing. The second half they turned it around. They played really really good. Derek Carr he. He did what he was supposed to do. Henry Ruggs the third, two catches for over 100 yards, just shows you what kind of dynamic he has when he's on the field. Um, that was his first game, and I think in over two weeks that he got to play in, so that showed him his difference. Uh, Josh Jacobs had two touchdowns as well, so it was very interesting to see what this John Gruden-led team is is doing in Vegas. They're now three and two, uh, going into a bye, and that's not a bad feeling for the Raiders. And I think. You know, everyone was thinking that the Chiefs were going to be able to run over everybody and how they dismantled the Houston uh, Texans. But, but you know, I, I think that uh, the Chiefs, they'll be fine. You know, there's a couple of small setbacks during the NFL season. You kind of go through some spells. And the Chiefs and the Raiders is a is a storied, a storied rivalry in the AFC West. So there is that. You just never know what kind of game that you're going to get. But this was the first win in, Oak, in the Kansas City. Or this is the first win that the Las Vegas Raiders have had in over seven years in the city of Kansas City. So take that for what it is. And, you know, John Gruden, as long as Derek Carr can cannot turn the ball over and figure things out, you know, they might be able to, they might, they might be onto something. Um, I know that their schedule doesn't get any better, but they might be onto something. And, you know, anything can happen, but I think the Chiefs will be fine. 
Um, it was a bad loss, but I think it's just an overreaction Monday from a lot of from a lot of people like us in the in the media world. But I think Pat Mahomes uh, will be fine. Sammy Watkins went out with a hamstring injury, so that could have been it. Um, the defense was a little spotty, but you know I think they'll be fine and they can figure it out. And they'll they'll be there, and I, I expect them to be one of the leading championship contending teams by by December time from when December football is coming around. So they'll be fine. Um, <clears throat> With that being said, you also had last night's Seahawks-Vikings game, which was very, very... It was an entertaining game from when I I got to flip back and forth between that and um, the NBA Finals. Uh, Not going to lie, at one point, the Finals was so bad, I literally just went and just changed it to the the Sunday Night Football game, which had the Vikings and the Seahawks. But even then, the Seahawks were... They didn't really look too good um, the first half of the game. Um, it didn't look good at all. And, you know, Russell Wilson still probably right now has my MVP vote, MVP, MVP vote of the football season. Um, the guy, the guy's just figuring it out. Um, the defense, the defense has been the worst defense in the league, but Ken Norton Jr. somehow was able to figure it out in the second half and get some things going as well. They were able to get a couple of turnovers. I think they scored three touchdowns in the span of like two minutes or something like that. So, um, you know, the Legion of Boom days are gone, but this offense with DK Metcalf, the running back crew, with Carlos Hyde, uh, Chris Carson, you got Tyler Lockett. Um, you got a, you, he's got a Greg Olson, who's a good veteran tight end. Um, you got, you got some things right there that you can, you can do with Russell Wilson. He's got a nice little, uh, a plethora of, uh, weapons that he can utilize to his, to his, to his benefits. And he's done a great job doing that. Um, but the Seahawks, um, once when they can figure out what their defense is looking like, uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they're your NFC representing team uh, in the Super Bowl this season with, you know, a lot of people thinking the Cowboys are going to be good, but they they don't look like they're anything yet. Um, the Rams are up there, too, and that's within their own division. So we got to see how those two teams play out against each other. So it's going to be interesting to see how they do things. But um, I think the Seahawks are really good. I think Russell Wilson right now has my vote. Um so we'll see what ends up happening. But uh, uh, the Vikings, man, one in five uh, or one in what are they? One in one in four. Uh, uh, this is a team that was in the divisional round of the playoffs last year. I, I I don't know what Mike Zimmer's got going on over there or what the issue is, but I, I thought they would be a little bit better. I know they traded Stephon Diggs away, and you know they kind of replaced him with Justin Jefferson out of LSU, who's starting to to come into his own shape but man I, I didn't think that they would be one and four starting out starting out but i don't know i don't know green bay looks like they're going to be able to run away easily in that division so who knows so that's all we got right now for the sports business podcast i decided that you know uh we was going to keep this short and sweet we was going to kind of drop it down uh, I know we used to do hour-long shows, but we're going to try to do half-hour shows. I think that's a little bit more more useful for people, and I feel like this is more uh, more at a rapid speed, and, I, and I'm, I'm digging this uh, new platform. So I'm, I think we're going to stick to a 30-minute time frame. But before we jet up out of here, you know, we always do the big dummy of the day for the Sports Business Podcast, available on all podcast platforms. And the big dummy of the day got to go to all of the people that were – basically sending death threats to Danny Green and Danny Green's family. Um, Game five, which was Friday night, you know, LeBron kicked it out to Danny Green. 
He had a wide open three. The plane was, it looks like the play was designed for that to take place. And Danny Green just missed a blank, a wide open three point shot. Um, you know, and people went ham on him and was reaching out to his family, wishing death threats on him and saying that he didn't deserve a ring and this and that. I mean, do you want people coming to your job and whenever you come to work late or you don't show up or you have a bad review or you don't make that deadline, do you want death threats to you and your family? Like, that ain't cool. That ain't cool. So anybody wish the death threat on him, I can understand how you're upset how, how the guy missed the shot, but... Out here wishing death threats on people in 2020, it's not that serious. Like, this is a game. These guys are playing a game. They get paid millions of dollars, and sometimes the shot doesn't go in. And that's just the way the game, that's the way the ball bounces, literally. And the ball bent, didn't bounce into the in, into the bottom of the net. He missed the shot. They came back, and that's what they had. They played another game for, and they smoked the Miami Heat. Um, there's just no need for that. I know I, I, I get being fans and being super duper passionate for your teams, but wanting to wish death upon people, that ain't that serious, man. Um, it's, it's definitely not serious and it's uncalled for, unnecessary. Um, and I just I just don't understand how people can do things like that. And y'all gotta, y'all gotta do better. We gotta do better. And we'll see what ends up happening, but you know, congratulations to the Lakers. Um, but yeah, anybody who wished the fan, you know, Danny Green and his family death, yeah, you guys are definitely the big demons of the day. Um, but yeah, other than that, I'm about to skedaddle, about to finish watching the rest of this Monday Night Football game. Uh, we're going to run this back, same bat time, same bat channel next week on the Sports Business Podcast, available on all platforms. Make sure you all go out there and register to vote. Don't matter who you're voting for, you all just need to go out and hit the polls. If you want to go hit absentee, do the absentee ballots, make sure whatever your state deadline is. Go to uh, go to your vote, vote vote.gov to figure out how you need to register to vote. Come up with a game plan. If you want to go mail your ballot in, mail it in. If you want to go in person, do that. If you want to physically bring your mail-in your absentee ballot into the polls, do that. But y'all gotta go hit the polls because you can't see change if you ain't voting. So with that being said, once again, my name is Eric Compton, aka Mr. Town Business. You can find me on Instagram at Money Compton. You can find me on Twitter at Eric T. Compton. And you can also email the show at S-P-O-R-T-Z-B-I-Z-N-E-S-S at gmail.com. Email what you got, and we will definitely put it on the air. Other than that, peace and love. We out.